Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Dyer. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freaks. A couple of firsts for you, Freak Nation. A couple of firsts today in motorsports. One, Marco Andretti gets his first Indy 500 pole. And NASCAR Cup Series runs on the road course. What a weekend. Yes. Because 2020. Yes, it is because 2020. We're going to hear from Marco Andretti in about 12, 13 minutes. Your pole sitter for the 104th running of the Indy 500. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. TJ Zizzo, NHRA top fuel pilot, running for his first NHRA top fuel win that was delayed and is evidently going to be run on Labor Day weekend. September 5th. In between qualifying. Qualify. It's a it's 2020, and it's just strange what's happening in motorsports. Yeah. He and Justin Ashley became... The first finals pair to basically neither one of them have won a top fuel race. So basically it's going to guarantee a brand new top fuel winner for the first time in 23 years. But then Mother Nature had to play her part. I don't know. Was this the end of July? So they're going to have to wait from the end of July all the way to September 5th to finish that round and declare who the first time winner is. The first <laughs> time in how many years, Crasher, that someone that hasn't won a race in top fuel is going to win a race. 23 Bam. And coming up in the third hour, excuse me, the second hour, holy smokes, already give us another hour. A freaking flashback with comedian, jackass, store, and all around um, Daredevil. Steve-O will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And he made news this week. Michael Self, running on those general tires, grabbed himself a road course win at Daytona. Statman, were you on the table? Were you outside? What the hell were you doing when you're watching Marco Andretti come around turn four and possibly grab that pole for the 104th running of the Indy 500? I was sitting in my recliner half asleep, but I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, get off my lawn. Is there any way that we can get, instead of text, maybe we just... You know, strap on a cattle prod to your calf every now and then just to make you realize there's something going on on TV. Cattle prod. Yeah, well, I, you, you, you. There's a whole lot of canin filters in that last sentence, there, partner. <laughs> you took that. You talk about around the barn. That was around the back forty to get to that. To get to that period. <laughs> it's. Speaking of Statman, he's got a Statman scat coming up in about 20, 25 minutes in regards to a gentleman that we've known for many, many years who lost his life. If you're familiar with the Long Beach Grand Prix, if you're from Southern California, listening to, to us on Fox Sports 610 in Los Angeles, then you know of this guy. If you have any inkling of motorsports in Southern California, you know of this guy. Irwindale Speedway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. There's that, speedway that, bikes up the at the industry center that, yep. uh, you know, he, he's the one that taught me speedway bikes. Wow. Yeah. So you, Statman scat in about 20, 25 minutes here in the freak nation, your NASCAR cup series winner 
is not Denny Hamlin. It is Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott with a big win. And what a crazy stat. He's won the last three road course races. <laughs> with us celebrating 20 years, stat man, remember not so long ago, 10 years ago maybe, where there were five, six, maybe seven hired guns for road courses? That's gone bye-bye. Yeah, one of them was Boris Said, our uh, uh, favorite guy who was uh, a, a road course ringer and taught a lot of the guys how to turn right. I was watching the the race today, and uh, some of the guys got kind of lost in the right turns, but some of them figured it out. It's amazing. I was stunned. Today, yesterday, they had a pretty difficult time with the right turns, though. The Xfinity drivers, yes. <laughs> well, you bring up Boris said, and for anybody that is not aware yet of one of the most hilarious accounts on Twitter, at NASCAR Chasm, that's N-A-S-C-A-R-C-A-S-M, he had, right before the checkered flag flew for Chase Elliott taking the win, he put up a picture of Chase Elliott in his Hendrick Motorsports fire suit, but with Boris said's hair and Boris said's beard and whatever photo application he used with that was oh, yeah. on point. It was hilarious. Freak Nation coming up in about seven minutes. Marco Andretti, your pole sitter for the Indy 500 coming up next Sunday. Yeah. Doesn't feel like May, does it? <laughs> but first, going to get to some Crash Gladys pit news and notes after we join a round of affiliates here. The Freak Nation. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. How you doing? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night celebrating 20 years with Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Coming up in moments, your Indy 500 pole sitter, Marco Andretti, will be joining us. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. You go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the tire for your righteous ride. you got a big fat truck, a stellar SUV. Make sure you're rolling on the freak's choice of General Tires. Crasher? Well, we finally got the 2020 Indy 500 qualifying weekend. Dunzo should have been the third weekend in May, but alas, how does August, August sound for you? If your last name is Andretti, then it sounds damn good. For the first time since 1987, that's 33 years. 33, and Andretti is sitting on the pole for the Indy 500, which, in this crazy COVID world, is running next Sunday, August 23rd, on NBC. Be there. Marco Andretti, your 2020 Indy 500 pole sitter. The entire Andretti Autosport team has been pretty solid this week in practice, with Marco setting the fastest time on Friday, and then again today in race trim after qualifying. But for Sunday, do not count out the Iceman, five-time champ Scott Dixon, even though he crashed today in post-quals practice as well. On to a bit of a wake-up call of a statistic. This will be the first Indy 500 since the turn of the century without a female driver in the field of 33. Whoa. Yowza. Formula One raced in Spain, and again it was the GOAT, Lewis Hamilton, who, get this, he's closing in on Michael Schumacher's records of 91 wins and seven titles, and with today's win, he moved one clear of Schumi in terms of podiums. 
The six-time champ took his 156th podium and 88th victory with a dominant performance in Barcelona. NASCAR and ARCA raced the road course in Daytona this weekend. It kicked off with the ARCA series, waiting out the weather on Friday. Of course, lightning, as they can race a road course in the rain. Lightning was a factor in the Cup Series as well today, but we'll get onto that later. Ah, Daytona. Michael Self drove masterfully against Ty Gibbs to take the checkered flag and keep his points lead in ARCA. Then in the Xfinity Series on Saturday, Austin Sindrick cruised to his fifth win in the last six races. Summer of Sindrick. Sunday first saw the Truck Series run with Sheldon Creed leading a team sweep at the track and doing so by holding off his teammate, Brett Moffitt, in two restarts inside the final five laps. Then it was Cup. Chase Elliott made it now three consecutive road course wins for the mostly oval series. Chase is the real deal, folks. Up next, your real deal Indy 500 pole sitter, Marco Andretti. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freaks, you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and of course, Instagram, and the website, speedfreaks.tv. 20 years we've been doing this damn thing. And I got to say this, man, uh, 20 years of doing this thing. The first time we had Marco Andretti here in the Freak Nation, I think he was maybe 15 years old. It was from Star Mazda and Daytona. No, it's Sebring. Uh, Sebring. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're getting old. That's all that means. Yes. <laughs> And now, 20 years later, Broham, you're sitting on the pole for the 104th running of the Indy 500. That's badass. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a dream week so far. Um, it's one of those where I don't want to look back. I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to keep it rolling and, uh, you know, just keep building on momentum. The uh, the guys are firing on all cylinders, and, um, you know, everybody's, everybody's upbeat and happy, and life's good right now. Marco Andretti, your pole sitter for next weekend's Indy 500. Run me through this, because when we've watched pole, uh, pole days in the past, there's been thousands of fans there. There's been hundreds of crew members there. Yet you get the pole today. The excitement on TV was cool, but I it felt a little strange to me because it was everybody's got damn masks on. You're afraid to hug. You step outside <laughs> the car. You're looking for where are the 200,000 people cheering me on. It would have been unbelievable, and I, it was—it's crazy the the amount of love I feel, uh, you know, even without the fans here. Like I, I haven't even been able to be on my text messages or Twitter yet. I mean, I have like 500 texts right now, and and just this the outpouring love has been incredible. And even the videos of of peers and rivals and friends, like you know the Penske guys cheering, and across the the road, uh, Doug Bowles posts posts a bunch of fans going crazy when we cross the line. I mean, it's it's just it's so cool to feel that support and uh um you know makes you want to go do your job even more well if you're a guy that's into numbers i'm i'm a person that's into numbers and i just find it so unique that it's been 33 years and of course there's 33 drivers in the field of the indy 500 33 years since an andretti sat on pole you're in the number 98 the last time the 98 sat on pole was in 1963 and oh by the way that driver won it all so yeah th- this whole numerology and how things are happening in this crazy year that is 2020 it is yours. Enjoy it. Who knows what might happen next Sunday, but enjoy every freaking second of it while you can. That is a plan. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, this is, this feels like a victory. I mean, and honestly with, with the, the amount of PR this brings with, uh, you know, with our name and with the, with the, just the motor speedway in general, I mean, it's, this feels like a win. It's crazy. So we're just, like I said, I'm just going to try to keep it rolling. I've, I've already shifted to race mode and, and shoot, we ended up quickest in race trim. So, I mean, it's, uh, we're just not looking back. We're just going to keep going. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. Marco Andretti, your pole sitter for the 104th running of the Indy 500 next Sunday, August 23rd, joining us here in the Freak Nation. I wanted to ask you about that because you guys were done with Fast 9 qualifying. You did some media. You did some engineering debriefs. And then you went back out on track for another practice session. And typically, that's when you see who the sandbaggers were. Or, or actually, you see people kind of sandbagging again or, or whatever. Setups are different. You, however, were still atop the charts. I see Elio Castroneves coming from the second to last row up to number two. What's going on there? Who do you still think you have to fear? 
I think it's going to, you know, this is going to be a, a pretty track position dependent race. So I think it's going to be tough to pass cars. I think it's, uh, it's going to come down to, well, qualifying was one of the hurdles, but it's going to be pit stops, in and out laps, restarts, stuff like that. So I think it's going to be whoever executes across the board. It's not just who has the best race car and stuff. So a lot of us can follow and, and, you know, but are we going to be able to pass? I don't know. So, um, I don't know. Like, I think everybody, it's the IndyCar series. Everybody's going to be good, you know? So, you, you know, you slip a little bit and, uh, and you slip all the way to the back. And, and that's, that's one thing this place does with people is, you know, you look at my race here last year is my most embarrassing moment of my career. And then, you know, a year later we're on the pole. I mean, that's, that's IndyCar for you. Talk a little bit, Marco Andretti, about how this year, though, in general has been different. You seem more methodical. You seem more patient. Right now, hearing your voice, you are just so calm, cool, and collected. Is something different, even though the year 2020 is so crazy outside the cockpit, is there something different for you going on in your racing mind? There is, yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of work on on that side of things as well. And uh, I always used to think, you know, if you need a... um, um, sports psychologist that you're weak or something, you know, it's a flaw, but I, I honestly, since I've been doing it, it's, it's literally, it's a tool for me and it's just an extra, extra little thing. I mean, the mind is a powerful, powerful thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been really good. It's been good in my, my personal life. And, uh, you know, so far, so far in the month of August, it's been great as well. So, um, and then, but when you look at our start of our season, I think it's circumstantial. It's not pace. You know, that's what keeps me in it and keeps me upbeat and happy. So it's just kind of if we just keep showing up, keep showing up when when the stars align, it's going to be really good. I think you made reference to this in one of your TV commercials, Marco. Let's just hope the so-called Andretti curse is a month of May thing. This is August. I hope so. I mean, so far, it's just been unbelievable. So we're looking forward and uh, not thinking about any anything negative. We're just going to have fun. Marco, can you explain what was going on this week? You said earlier in this interview that you've had you've just felt really good all week. So is the team. But you had a tweet. Gosh, I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday that it didn't seem like you could do anything right. Half joking, of course. Brian Herter would yell at you for one thing. And then Grandpa Mario Andretti <laughs> would yell at you for something else. What was going on there? Well, it's just, it's funny. Like, I, I love Fast Friday because we turn the boost up and uh, it always puts a smile on my face. I mean, racing drivers love boost and power and uh but the problem with that day is uh the engineers want to want you to get laps alone right without toes and and that's not the that's not going to put up a big lap you know for uh overall so my grandfather likes the pr lap but we were able to do both we we're able to to uh you know get alone um alone runs to get the balance and everything prep for qualifying and and we we're able to put up the big lap too so and we made everybody happy good <laughs> how do you take yelling or advice from grandpa mario when he's in pennsylvania and you're in indy oh he makes his voice heard no it's uh <laughs> he's, he really is one of my biggest supporters he uh he lives and breathes the sport and uh he's uh he just loves loves racing and he he rides with me every every corner so um you know he's one of those that he's really in tune with every session and every um you know after every day he's really checking in and, and wants updates and um I'm going to go home to PA this week and pick him up and bring him here for the race. So it'll be good to see him. A lot of expectations now going into the race. How do you manage those? Um, I think just keep it rolling. I mean, you know, we only have one session before the race and, and I'm going to take it as a, you know, really lightly. I'm not going to put a lot of emphasis on that session. I'm just going to go check gears, check down for us and, 
hopefully reaffirm that the car is good. And, uh, and from there, I think, you know, just if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, we're going to have to execute on a lot of different levels in and out laps, um, restarts, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be, we just gonna have to execute and we've been so far and hopefully we can keep it up. Brian Herta was in your ear. He's your strategist co-owner. Yeah. Yeah. Your strategist co-owner. I could go on and on and on. Is that typically how he talks to you on the track? He was so calm where all of us are going, come on, man, you got this, you bastard. (laughs) He is, he is a great, great counter for, uh, my, I I like to call it, um, passion on the radio, but it's, (laughs) it's, uh, sometimes it could be, it could be pretty loud. So he, he is, he's such a good, uh, counter to that and um you know i could be flipping out and uh you know he'll just reply 10 for you know <laughs> and uh and so he, he he's a great counter and uh and a great unbelievable friend and he's one of those that believes in me and has stuck by me um through the bad times and uh you know hopefully we can make something great happen are you a cusser on the radio uh sometimes it has to be pretty bad though um okay you know yeah no, it's, sometimes it's, it's not a worry because we need yeah, you need delay. You need like a three-second delay if you're going live on my radio. <laughs> well, cussing, I just want to let you know, is a sign of genius. You're okay. <laughs> oh, is that what they say? <laughs> yes, especially the Ma- F-bomb. Marco, last one for you. Are you going to wear the same fire suit? And if you do, are you going to wear it? Are you going to wash it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not that superstitious, but I am with um, uh, my, my cousin Jared Andretti made fun of my dirty gloves. And they've been running so good this week that this might be the first time I'm superstitious. I'm going to wear dirty gloves for the race. So um, <laughs> that's been our ongoing joke. It's been pretty funny. Well, with Greg Moore back in the day, it was red gloves rule. Now with you, it's dirty gloves rule. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's brown. It's this white, brown, dirty gloves. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get that hashtag going all week. It's got to be going. Gloves. Marco, dirty gloves. I like it. <laughs> We're, uh, needless to say, we're proud of what you're doing, man. Go out there and kick some ass, bud. Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. With it being 2020, we've already talked about it's 2020 and how strange things are. I'm sure we're going to see some strange things come next Sunday with the (laughs) Indy 500. I find it interesting, though, how last year for the 500, it was up in the air. There were so many drivers who truly could take the win, and passing was at a a premium. It was awesome. This year, what Marco just said right there, he said it's going to be a position-played race. So, yes, there are lots of arrow changes to the car from last year to this year that, of course, the the screen in front of that's protecting the driver's heads, that brings on a whole new aspect. But, yeah, there might not be as much passing as we've seen the last couple of years. So that's why qualifying mattered more this weekend, arguably. Again, anything can still change. Statman, given the fact that we just don't know what's going to be happening tomorrow on this planet and the fact that the Indy 500 can give you a few surprises or two, is there something that you pulled from qualifying or practice that doesn't assure you of something, but maybe tilt you towards a team, a driver, or are you like us just expecting the unexpected? Well, I'm expecting the unexpected, but I don't know that we're, I don't, I sort of, I don't know what's changed from what Marco said. IndyCar, they have the same chassis, they have the same tires, and uh, the top, I don't know, five or six drivers have equal ability. I mean, for crying out loud, they didn't do a lot this weekend, but the Penske team kind of controls most things. 
So uh, I don't, you know, the track position always matters. Pit stops always matter. Uh, they, you know, there's not going to be a lot of passing on the track other than the fast guys going around the lapped guys. Uh, if you catch somebody in um, uh, a draft, then you'll get around them and they'll pass you back. So I don't know that the race is going to be much different than it has been in the past. Coming up next, you have your stat man scat, or actually coming up in a moment, your stat man scat in regards to a, a gentleman that we knew very well. Looking forward to hearing that. Also, Bud Selig did it. Should Roger Penske do it? I explain. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. It's a We've met some legends in the past 20 years of Freak. One of the largest, though, track announcer Bruce Flanders, the voice of the Long Beach Grand Prix for 40-plus years. Bruce died this week, a respiratory ailment. He died at home. He was 74. Bruce, in his silky baritone voice, made a race fun for fans, and I promise he took his craft seriously, but not himself. The one thing I won't ever forget, though, is some Freak fun at the Long Beach Grand Prix. We had a promotion involving Boris said and a rickshaw on Shoreline Drive. He let us know to be ready by announcing to the throng top fuel rickshaw to staging lane three still brings a smile i've been in many booths with bruce even shared a shot of rye or two with him bruce was special a vietnam vet speedway bike rider and announcer who made me a speedway bike fan google bruce flanders he was so good that fans stayed away when he wasn't on the mic next time you hear thunder in the sky smile bruce is calling something peace Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, can't say it enough, man. Thank you, Lucas Hall, for being a part of this big old thing. Little performance issues with that V8. That six-cylinder. What about your motorcycle, your speedboat, the exterior of your car? Man, they've got a line of products to keep your ride on the road and looking fat and happy. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to keep your ride on the road. You know, I brought this up going into break, and it was one of those instances of hearing Statman refer to Roger Penske and the domination that is Roger Penske. Not this weekend. Nope. And I hope it comes up because it means we're reaching more than just motorheads. Roger Penske owns the IndyCar series. Roger Penske owns Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Remember all the sports riders and sports fans that got up in a tussle when Bud Selig was the owner of your Milwaukee Brewers? And then Bud Selig had to... I don't know if he was forced. My my memory isn't serving me correctly at this point. I don't know if I ever knew. If Major League Baseball asked him to get the hell out of there, I doubt that. Or he just did it out of the <clears throat> kindness of his his commissioner heart. Kindness is what it is? Uh, yeah. I wonder if that's going to come up. And he, he turned the ownership of the Brewers over to his, his family. I wonder if that's going to come up, Statman. Roger Penske owns everything IndyCar, including records and wins and championships. If that's going to bother anybody, especially if his teams finish very well. 
What do you mean it's going to bother anybody? His teams are going to finish well. Uh, you know, somebody's going to be in the top three or four. He's got four of the best drivers in the series. So it only goes to, you know, somebody's going to finish in the top three or four of the of the uh, race when it's all over. You, you don't think that there's someone out there. Okay. When I, when I would, there were times when I'd be talking to a radio program director that didn't know a whole lot about NASCAR. But when I would, when I told them that NASCAR owns certain tracks and they were able to, to dictate certain things that just didn't seem comparable to the NFL or the NBA, they would make a comment. And if outside looking in, and you're not a motorsports fan, but you hear Roger Penske owns the series, owns the track, and his drivers, yeah, are damn good drivers, don't you think there's going to be some suspicious eyeballs out there for those who aren't that deep into following motorsports? Well, these oh. questions were brought up a year ago, and, and they were basically not – there was no issue with it then. Yeah, I don't you – know, there's naturally going to be – there's people who think that politicians are running a child uh, predator ring in, a, in the basement of a pizza parlor in D.C. So, <laughs> you know, obviously, obviously there's going to be people who think they're cheating and racing, uh, but, you know, how do you uh, how do you find place for them? Uh, after 500 miles, two and a half hours of racing, and uh, somebody says he's cheating. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Next, and uh, you know, so yeah, Pinsky, of course, he's going to be accused of cheating. He's accused of cheating now, so before the race, so the race hadn't even started yet. So, uh, of course, there's going to be he's going to be accused of cheating. Hey, he was cheating so hard this weekend that none of his drivers yeah. got into the fast nine. That's how good the cheating was this weekend. Yeah, Statman, I thought of you. It's We've had the Chevrolet conversation and just how this year of 2020 and COVID-19 may have really exposed Chevrolet because they were not doing the greatest, at least in NASCAR and some other motorsports, potentially NHRA, coming into this year. And now, boom, it's like all S's hit the fan. And now you've got the top owner in IndyCar who happens to own everything and his Chevy drivers don't even get in the fast nine. And then you look in, in the fast nine, eight of the drivers are Hondas. Only one is a Chevy. Something is definitely up. You were on that story two weeks ago. You asked Robin Miller about it last week. Robin was not really knowing much, but there's something going on. You are correct. Yeah. The NASCAR this weekend had a little bit of uh uh, a little bit. Uh, Chase Elliott is in a Chevrolet, and I think yeah. uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson Jimmy. finished fourth. He's in a Chevrolet. But, <clears throat> excuse me, Chevrolets aren't doing well. And I just I thought about that this weekend, too. I, something's happening. And I don't, I'm trying to scratch my head to come up with somebody that I could call but uh i don't i, I gotta dig around a little that bit. would give you honest info yeah, yeah. i gotta Not dig around a little bit see if i can come up with something i something's going on and we're the the ball is going to drop and everybody's going to say oh wow <laughs> he's cheating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just realized how important at this point i think next year and i think we talked about this with robin miller Next year is going to be 
the bigger issue for sponsorship and partnership for all motorsports and our long recovery from the issues that we're going through at this point. I just, again, curious if people are going to be banging on uh, Roger Penske uh, come Indy 500. <laughs> His drivers, one, two, and three, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be kind of funny after this weekend. All of a sudden, when the money's on the table, he's there to grab it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just maybe I pose that question on. See, if, if you pose a motorsports question on Twitter on Speed Freaks, yeah, it, 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 you're all you're going to get yeah. if you pose it on Speed Freaks is we talked about this all last October and November and January when the sale went through. Nobody has a problem with it, or so they say. Yeah. Well, no. hey, Tony, Tony George, uh, the Holman family, uh, or Tony oh. George at the time, he filled car field cars with. Ed Carpenter. Yep. It, yeah. That was. But that's 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 apples to freaking kiwis, there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. I haven't heard that one before. There's something new. Twenty years on the freaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Holman family in the same breath as far as results go on the track with Roger Penske. I just, uh, I tripped over myself on that one. I shouldn't have even brought that up. 18 Indy 500 wins to Roger. That's enough said. 18. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to break. Coming up next, TJ. By the says, way, what? Roger, the boss, has parking spot number 18 at the track this week. That's greatness. <laughs> That's what he wanted. No women in the Indy 500. Yeah, That's that just sucks. That's too bad. First time since the turn of the century. That's just. TJ Zizzo. It's incredible what this part-time NHRA top fuel driver has done. And he's on the verge, he or his competitor, for some finals in the NHRA coming up in top fuel. On the verge of history. Or at least history for a long, in a long time. We explain coming up, Speed Fix Pits and the Lucas Hole Studios. When I pull up out front, you see the Benz on dub. When I roll 20 deep, it's always drama in the club. Now that I roll with Dre, everybody show me go. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. 
It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox blockers the albuquerque chupacabras and the arizona pricks yeah we got your attention now don't we these aren't real sports teams but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos each team has a history and a meaning behind it like the akron rubbers the boston accents or the cape cod scrod and these t-shirts are awesome made with the highest quality 100 cotton available and are just stupid soft grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com that's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks from the Sunday night to Lucas Oil Studios. 20 years, Freak Nation, from many affiliates across the country to every damn audio app on the planet. iHeart, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Radio.com. You can't miss us. This guy, uh, you're not going to miss him whenever the hell they decide to run the finals for NHRA Indy 1. No, this is from Indy 2. Indy 2. Here's the deal, though, Kenny. I know why you're confused. TJ Zizzo was in the headlines, Indy 1 and Indy 2, for whatever reasons, we, we need to talk to him about all of it. And it's just, it's baffling to me how he's in the finals, yet he hasn't been able to participate in those finals yet. So, yeah, I get it. TJ Zizzo, NHRA top fuel pilot in the finals, eventually joining us here in the Freak Nation. And do you understand why we're baffled that you haven't finished the finals for Indy 2? I love that you guys are the Freak Nation. <laughs> and I'm the Ziz Nation. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> My God, you guys are fantastic. Damn. Are you, <laughs> Thanks, are you, are you going to answer my damn question, TJ? You're going to sit there and stroke us, Broham. Well, let me tell you. The finals from Indy 2, the Summer Nationals, right? It feels like four years ago, Seriously? doesn't it? But it's only been like 25 days, and I have another 20 days to think about it for it to churn in my stomach so I could puke on my shoes eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, this is, this has taken a long time. I mean, mother nature basically pissed on us. And when she did that, the race weekend was over. That was it. It was done. Put your stuff in your trailer and go home. Well, man, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Yes. I just don't understand 
why not? Like we've seen with so many races in the past, why not just wait one more day? I mean, you guys are already there. It stinks to have to pack everything up and then go, well, essentially 45 days until you get to finish a particular race. Why not the next day? But also why not Indy three or why not wherever the next race was set to be at that time? Boy, you're smart, aren't you? Um, <laughs> multiple reasons, right? Here, here's reason number one. First thing I said is, hey, let's wait for this thing, this weather to blow over. We were watching the radar. We knew within the next three, four hours it was going to clear up, and we could have raced it that evening. Um, but they said they did not have adequate light for us to go down the racetrack. So when we go there for the U.S. Nationals, when we go there for that race, they have additional lighting shipped in to give the racers a good look at the racetrack. My argument to that was I've been down every sh- – can I swear on your show or no? No, don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've been down every bad racetrack in the country where you can't see the end of the quarter mile, and I still managed to do it. Um, but that's different between an old school guy like me and <laughs> maybe the new school racers out there. Um, the new school racers need that perfect arena, right? Um, I could race down a dirt road if I really chose to. Um, so that was, that was option number one. So that didn't go through option. Number two was to run it the next day. The problem with the next day is NHRA had all their employees flying back to Glendora that next day. Um, so that was a little bit of a challenge to them. On top of that, there would be no TV coverage. And if, if I'm going to win with our team, I want some TV coverage. I, I want it bad. Right. Right. So that was issue number two. We wanted the TV coverage for our team and for Rustoleum. So we, after that, they asked us to go to Indy number three, which was last weekend. That's all good, but I'm not getting paid to go to that event from Rustoleum because at that point, we weren't even planning on going to the U.S. Nationals, let alone Indy number three. Oh, wow. So I'm not going to go there for $7,500. Um, so we weren't going to that event. Then the next option was the U.S. Nationals. Well, we weren't scheduled to go to the U.S. Nationals. So I had to call my boss at Bristolium on a Sunday late afternoon and say, hey, we got a great opportunity to be on FS1 during Q3 at the U.S. Nationals. And she told me, she goes, well, you're not scheduled to go to the U.S. Nationals. <laughs> I said, yes, Lisa, but I would really like your blessing. So she said, okay. No problem. Skip Atlanta and go to the U.S. Nationals. So that was kind of all done on the fly. All of this conversation, guys, was going on during the rain and during that delay. The business side of the sport, huh? Right. So that's the reason we didn't do it in D3. So last weekend, my dad and I went to Indy 3. I'm calling it Indy 3 for that reason, right? We went to Indy 3 just to spectate on that Saturday. Um, one to spectate and one to pick up parts and drop off parts. Um, and it was a great weekend because, uh, the conditions were very, very similar to the conditions of Indy two. So we would have been able to do very well there. So that was all 
fine and dandy, but once again, we need at least a hundred thousand dollars plus to go to an event. Um, So we weren't going to go outside of our uh, schedule for the year and try and go to an extra event for reasons of losing our butt. That's why. So let's back up just a second. So is there a solid date time place on this earth that you're going to get your final in against that other rookie and Justin Ashley. But to answer your question at this point, it is scheduled for the third qualifying attempt at the U S nationals. And that will be at six twenty PM September the 5th. So that's answering one question. <laughs> let's go to the fact that you've no, hold on. Let's go to the fact that this is this. Uh, it's been how long crasher since. Oh, it's it, been 23 years. I mean, we're talking about history with the Andretti family at Indianapolis today. And that's, it's been 33 years since an Andretti has sat on the pole for the Indy 500. And now it's 23 years since an actual first timer winner in top fuel has ever happened in the NHRA. Crazy. Year has been filled with craziness. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. So how are you going to beat Justin Ashley's ass? We are going to continue what we've done since 2014. (laughs) Go to less races and do a really damn good job at those races. Because there was a time when we went to half the amount of events or we would go to 20, you know, we would go to as many events as we could fit in a calendar year. That was not smart racing by us. So we take the time to make everything perfect. Like right now I'm at the, at the shop. The guys were at the shop all day working on a soup, our supercharger, which is third in line to make that as good as the first one in line. So to answer your question, it will be to do the best job we can that we've done for a long time now and go to each event. Well, prepared. That's the only way you could win and do good jobs during you know, these trying times of only having two qualifying passes as well instead of four like we're used to. So I don't want to sound confusing to your listeners, but there's a lot going on this year. You know, it's taken us 40 years to get to this point and we will have to wait. You know, we had to wait another 40 more days to get to the point of September the 5th. So, you know, we're just going to take everything in stride and do the best job we can. TJ Zizzo, you mentioned some issues from Indy 1 and 2, but issues aside, you've got some mojo in this thing, and you're going to make it work. You're making me smile at this point. But out of the corner of my eye, I see my son with this hot rod RC car. He's a 13-year-old, right? Um, playing with his hot rod RC car, and I'm just thinking back as you're talking and answering these questions. I remember the days of standing next to an RC car, and now today I get to stand next to a top fuel car. How cool is that? I mean, you know, life is good. Life is good. And I will have the opportunity to do the best I can. And Indy has been good to, to me since I started my licensing process way back in August of 1991. That's how long ago it was. And I've made my first pass ever in my dad's top alcohol dragster in 1991 at Indy. So you're right. You're right. It's a, it's a great place to race. You know, TJ Zizzo, it fascinates me how drivers can go to one track and just get out of the car and know that they are home and they're going to do well. What is it when you pull through the gates that you know this is your weekend? Our sport is very mental. You know, 
from a driver's perspective. It's mental. You could have uh, the best weekend going just because you had that right train of thought, that right thought process. Like, for an example, if you feel you're struggling as a driver and you tell your crew chief, and I'm just making this up, if you tell your crew chief, well, my foot doesn't feel comfortable in the throttle pedal, and your crew chief goes down there and makes no adjustment at all, but tells you that he did, a driver will feel better. So when, as a driver, when I pull into Indianapolis, it is a beautiful, well, it's not a beautiful place. I can't say that. (laughs) That'd be a lie. The the pit area is is hellacious, but the racetrack itself is a great place. There's a lot of history there. Um, And there's a lot of history, you know, as I mentioned, just going down the racetrack at 16 years of age, many, many moons ago, I'm 44 now, I think, um, you know, seeing the racing surface, seeing the retaining walls and the finish line and stuff and seeing the wind lights that we've had there have been spectacular. I mean, seeing the wind light against Terry McMillan's semifinal round, when I got out of the car, I was, I was weeping like a little baby, but I, I couldn't show it that much yet. Cause when we turn on the wind light against Justin Ashley, it's going to be, it'll be euphoria. It'll be something that I've never felt before. So I'm looking forward to all that. Top fuel driver, TJ Zizzo had some bad news this week from the NHRA world. Some drivers, including Dom Lagana were involved in an accident, very serious injuries. You have any update on any of that? So I'm going to, I'm going to back up a little bit on all of this, right? Um, I've been bothered all week long by it. Um, there are two people when my dad and I went to spectate uh, last Saturday. So what eight days ago now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there were two people I wanted to see. Like I went out of my way to see one is a dear friend of mine, Ron Tobler. The other is the other dear friend, friend of mine in the drag racing world, Dom Lagana. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom and Bobby, have been friends of ours since the IHRA days when we would go up and down the road with those guys um, and race against them and borrow parts from them. And they would borrow parts from us. And to this day, both of those gentlemen have helped us be successful at the races we're going to. Um, Dom at one point was our crew chief on our car for one day in Gainesville because our crew chief was meeting with the president of the United States. So, these are cool things that Dom and I have bonded over, um, over time. Um, so I woke up on a Monday morning, came to the shop as I always do at six 30. I turned on the TV and I saw looting going on in my favorite city in the world, Chicago, right? I live a couple miles out of town, uh, disappointed by that. Then I sit down at my desk I go through some paperwork as I would starting to get ready for a Monday in our body shop. Um, right after our team meeting in the morning, I get a text from one of our team members on our race car stating, you know, New York man heard an auto accident. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I read it. And that was the second bad news that I got that morning. Um, instantly I tried to call his brother. His brother did not pick up the phone, of course. Um, and truly, felt lost. I felt confused. I, I didn't know exactly what happened other than the article I read that everyone read in our motorsports world, right? Um, so this has been a trying week. Um, 
we're all just praying. I, I texted Steve Torrance, and his his text to me was simply pray. And at that point, from a racer standpoint, we're all we all think we're invincible. So when someone says that, you know it's really going to be a challenging time in Tom's life and his family's life and his friend's life. So then we'll we'll see how this works out. I, I I'm praying as we speak. I'm sick to my stomach as we are speaking about it. Um, and he is a dear friend. And I mean that dear friend. What's the latest oh, on Richie Crampton? Richie Crampton is in better health, better shape. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a long recovery there as well. Another long recovery. Um, but his, his, he's, he, he's okay. Got he it. is okay. Meaning he'll get through it. He will get through it. So that, that's a plus. Absolutely. A plus. Richie's out of the woods, but everybody's buddy Dom is not. Correct. Got mm. it. That's correct. All right. Well, TJ, thanks for doing this, man. This was fun. I, uh, we wish you the best to get your happy ass that first win, big dude. <laughs> you know, I am so looking forward to it. Our entire team is, I've, I've worked with some of our team members for an excess of 27 years. And to get a win with this group of characters is going to be awesome. TJ, thanks for doing this, buddy. You're welcome, guys. Have a wonderful night. You could tell in TJ's voice that it just, it's a tough call with Dom Lagana and, and with the community that is the NHRA. Whew, you can see how it's having its effect. Yeah, I haven't, I knew it was serious when it happened. It happened when we were on air last week. It happened right. in the 11 o'clock Eastern time hour. It, just seeing some social media posts from the hospital holding hands, I'm like, oh, it gives me a sense of positivity. And now hearing his voice, maybe not so much. Yep. Second hour, the freaks coming up. Next hour, Michael Self, hell of a road racing specialist, teacher. Uh, he wins the road course on Daytona. Friday night, after a long delay for the ARCA series running on those general tires, he'll be joining us. Also, a freaking flashback as we celebrate 20 years with Steve-O from Jackass fame seven years ago. Big second hour. Make sure you're part of that. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pit, Lucas Hole Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks, Michael Self in 12 minutes, ARCA Series winner on those general tires. He'll be joining us, Steve-O from Jackass, as we celebrate 20 years with Freaking Flashback coming up. Thank you guys for being a part of it. You follow us on Twitter, right? Facebook and our YouTube page. This afternoon, we put up our 45-minute interview with Mario Andretti. 
on our YouTube page. We'll have it up on our Facebook page tomorrow, the Speed Freaks. And it's a 45-minute interview with Mario Andretti as we celebrate our 20 years and Mario Andretti's 70 years. Is that right? Hold on a second. Since what? I don't know. Hell, since he chewed bubble gum and drank a Coca-Cola. <laughs> I don't know. Listen. It regard- was 50 years from his Indy 500 win last year. There you go. All right. That, I don't know if that's what you were going for. Something like that. No. Yeah, something like that. Uh, regardless, if you follow us on our YouTube page, you're going to see 45 minutes of greatness of Mario Andretti. His uh, discussion in regards to Bobby Unser is on there. How does he feel about the Indy 500 and only one win? Numerous times of tempting the Indy 500. And it's, who specifically should be in Formula One to represent America? Ah, great point. It's also in that interview. So that's up on our YouTube page. Just put it up there uh, this afternoon. Statman is thinking about this during our break there. It's bigger than to their respective series, and I'll tell you why. LeBron James say he pulls out of the NBA bubble. I, I Family issues, I just don't want to be a part of it. Tom Brady, Trout with the Angels. But John Force, it's still reverberating in my head that John Force is not part of the NHRA drag racing season. Not just John Force, but 16-time Funny Car champion John Force, the most He's 70 years old, and he's still the most popular driver by a landslide in the NHRA. Granted, you're not having the thousands of fans, pack stands, any, any of these races. You have some fans, but you don't have the four teams with four other rigs attached to those four other rigs taking up the midway, which doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of people. So, it, it, so it's not having the ramifications that it could have if there were pack stands, people paying to get in, crazy TV numbers. But still, Statman, John Force isn't racing this season in drag racing. It says a lot. That says an awful lot. And one of the things that might contribute to that is something that T.J. Zizzo said in passing when he talked to his sponsor. His sponsor found uh, a correlation, an equality between U.S. Nationals, the oldest and the biggest drag race in American history, with another drag race in Atlanta. Said, you don't have to go there, just go over here instead. That tells you what sponsors don't think and are missing the point about drag racing. Drag racing is on TV live. It's on all the races are on TV uh, it maybe may on a tape, same day tape delay, but they're on TV. Uh, and it's like a, a pennies on the dollar compared to NASCAR to go racing. So I, sponsors are missing the point. Uh, and maybe it's because the NHRA doesn't have the big, they're not flogging it like NASCAR does and how great they are. They never missed an opportunity today to say that these are the best drivers in the world. Forget that they can't turn right. So uh, they they have to come up with some way to uh, make the NHRA as great as it really is. Curious how this will shake up for 2021. 
Supercross season came and went. The last, what, seven or eight ra- races, Crasher, were in one stadium All right. because of COVID-19. Utah, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, IndyCar, no fans in the stands for the Indy 500. It's, it's just a strange freaking animal that we have with sports as we speak. Coming up, Michael Self, ARCA Series road course winner on Daytona's road course, running on those general tires. Big win for him and his hmm, social media aficionado. We explain next. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates on our 20th anniversary into Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Marco Andretti was in the Freak Nation last hour. You missed it? Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it up there for you. Coming up in moments, Michael Self, ARCA Series winner, will be here. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes are brought to you by our good friends at General Tires. Whatever you're driving, an F-250, an SUV, a light truck, how about putting General Tires on that bad boy? That's my suggestion. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com or Tire Pros, Discount Tire, big old tires. They got them. You get them, Crasher. Well, it should have been the third weekend in May, but finally, in August, August 16th, the 2020 Indy 500 qualifying is donezo. If your last name is Andretti, you are loving things for the first time since 1987, which is 33 years. And Andretti is sitting on the pole for the Indy 500, which in this crazy, crazy COVID world is running next Sunday, August 23rd on NBC. Marco Andretti is your 2020 Indy 500 pole sitter. Now, the entire Andretti Autosport team has been pretty solid this week in practice. With Marco setting the fastest time on Fast Friday, then again today in race trim after qualifying. But for Sunday, do not count out Iceman, five-time champ Scott Dixon, even though he did crash today in practice post-qualifying. On to a bit of a wake-up call of a statistic. This will be the first Indy 500 since the turn of the century without a female driver in the field of 33. Formula One raced in Spain, and again, it was the GOAT, Lewis Hamilton, who, get this, He's closing in on Michael Schumacher's records of 91 wins and seven titles. He's going to probably do that this year. With today's win, he moved one clear of Schumi in terms of podiums. The six-time champ took his 156th podium and 88th victory with a dominant performance in Barcelona. NASCAR and ARCA raced the road course at Daytona this weekend. Oh, hey, why wasn't Jordan Taylor approved? Still doesn't make sense. It all kicked off, though, with the ARCA series waiting out the weather on Friday. Of course, lightning was the weather delay. Lightning was a factor in the Cup Series today as well, by the way. Michael Self, though, on Friday, drove masterfully against Ty Gibbs to take the checkered flag and keep his points lead in the series. Then in the Xfinity Series on Saturday, Austin Sindrick cruised to his fifth win in the last six races. Sunday, first we saw the Truck Series with Sheldon Creed leading a team sweep at the track, doing so by holding off his teammate with two restarts inside the final five laps. Then Cup winner Chase Elliott, now three consecutive road course wins. ARCA Series winner Michael Self. Next. Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. 
Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage, just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You're listening Listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freaks on a Sunday night, Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios partners with General Tires, and of course, General Tires, the official tire of the ARCA series, and a delayed ARCA series running into nighttime at Daytona International Speedway. But the road course in your ARCA series winner back in the Freak Nation, Michael Self here with the Freaks. And Mike, you were talking about before we went live with you that, uh, yeah, given the last couple of weeks that you had, dude. You had this wind coming on that road course. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you think that. I mean, we've really been uh, been frustrated as a team over at BMS the last couple of weeks. Um, just 
frankly, since since coming back from the break after Phoenix, we just haven't had the speed that we we think that we're capable of. You know, we've gone to a number of tracks that are good for us. We've gone to uh, to Iowa, to Kansas, to Michigan, places where we've we've won before as a team, places where I've run before, and, and we just haven't been all that competitive. Um, you know, we've been scratching our heads a little bit. Obviously, the guys in the shop are, are trying a bunch of different stuff, and we, we know where we're capable of running. Um, we've just, just been missing a little bit with the rule changes, um, maybe gotten behind a little bit. You know, some of the guys that have more experience from the K&N years um, and the previ- you know, previous K&N years, uh, the rules packages that come with that. And uh, I, I think we're making gains on it, on the oval side of it, but to, to come out last night in a different situation, something that's really in my wheelhouse, something that I really enjoy on a road course there, um, and it, it felt great. I mean, it was, a, it was a very special win for me last night. Michael Self, road course winner from Daytona International Speedway in the ARCA Series, and you've done something that uh, no one else has done. You win the road course and you win uh, there on the big oval at Daytona. Does that mean anything to you other than it's a headline? It, it certainly does. When when they talk about that making history, I mean, that's a, a really, really cool thing to hear. Um, and, and it's that it's special. It doesn't matter what you win at, in, at Daytona. It's, it's special to win there, whether it's the Oval, now it's the road course. The 24 hours of Daytona has been a bucket list race of mine, um, something I've always wanted to run. So, so to get close to that, running on the Daytona road course in a stock car and to bring home a win, I mean, that's, that's really, really cool. And as you guys know, road racing is my background. I do a lot of instructing with, with road racing. I just don't get a chance to, to actually road race all that much, um, because we frankly just haven't had the, the, the right opportunity in the ARCA series, um, haven't haven't been able to get things lined up and and so to to win win on a road course is special for me no matter what but to do it at, at daytona and to pair it up with the super speedway win earlier this year it, this is this is this is a really really special one for me this is really cool uh, all the things surrounding it are, are making it that extra extra bit special michael self is the arca winner from daytona on friday also the points leader in ARCA. Michael, you had some weather delays, and when you got back on the track, it wasn't the same, wet track and all. How does that change your mindset? You're waiting, and how do you get ready to maybe start something that's completely different than what you had planned when the race started? You know, I, I was just really excited to get out there. We, we Frankly, we were a little bit frustrated again after practice. We uh, we didn't actually make a lap in practice. Um there were there were a handful of of cautions that that cut the session really short, and then the first time we actually came across the start finish line to start a full lap, uh, we had we had two plug wires fall off, and so we had to come right back in, figure out how to get that fixed. As soon as we got that fixed, when we were ready to go back out. Lightning struck with about fifteen minutes left in the session, so that ended that. So it was a it was a little bit of a question mark there. I, I think I had a good feel for what we had and thought we had a pretty decent car balance wise, and that was all in the dry on slicks up at that point. But I knew I, I've probably got more rain experience than anyone in the ARCA field, um, so I was kind of looking forward to the rain. Never run at Daytona before in the rain, but was was really embracing the challenge of it. When it was raining as hard as it was, I was I was kind of jumping around saying, "Let's go! You know, let's get this race started. This is a great." I love watching rain racing. I, I always say that rain is such a great equalizer because it takes horsepower out of the equation. It takes aerodynamics um, somewhat out of the equation. And that's why you, you watch these Xfinity races and the guys that are in lower budget teams were able to come compete up front 
and it gives those guys a chance. I, I think the racing just is, is a lot of fun in the rain. It's something I always enjoyed doing in go-karts. And so I was, I was excited at the thought of that. And so then it, it becomes nighttime uh, <laughs> at, at Daytona where they've brought in these lights. You've got a, a wet track where the, the chances of it drying are pretty low. Those were like like dream conditions for me to get to race in. And so we, we did. We put on the, on the wet tires and got out there and just kind of figured things out. But fortunately, it was a pretty smart race by everyone, a pretty clean race. And then we had some awesome racing right there in the middle between Ty and myself that, that made it a lot of fun. I mean, it was well worth the wait. Well, that brings me to my next question. Do you know Dana Boone? I, I do know her well. She's uh, she is sitting downstairs. Okay, that's what I that's what I expected. Her tweet yesterday was amazing. Announcers: Ty Gibbs was aggressive with Michael Self through that corner and took the lead. Oh, me sitting here with my wine. Michael escorted that child through a dangerous curve like a damn gentleman. That was yeah. the best tweet <laughs> yeah, of the night. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I got home. I, I think we landed last night. I got home at about one thirty and uh, walked to set my stuff down. And there was, uh, I think, there were two two empty bottles of wine in the kitchen. She had a friend over. And, and <laughs> the so, and, and I love it. I thought that was hilarious. And, and Dana does a lot of my my social media stuff for me when I race. She she likes to pick a theme when she's able to come to the races and tweet. And I, I've gotten a ton of positive feedback on that. I always love going back and looking at her tweets and just get a kick out of it. I think it's great. Yeah, you know, I love what she does on there. And um, I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that one. I got a kick out of it. I thought that was pretty funny. Heck yeah. So what was this? The Daytona wine theme? I'm, I'm liking this. I need to I need to sit down with her and have a couple bottles myself. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm sure you're I'm sure you're always welcome, Crash. I'm sure she'd love to have you. <laughs> that would be dangerous, but I'd love it. Michael Self, Arca Series winner on the road course at Daytona, running on those general tires, Freak Nation. And th- it's it's not lost on us that battle with Ty Gibbs. Oh yeah. Are you a screamer when you're banging doors like that or do are you not saying a word? <laughs> I'm usually not saying a word, but I was having the time of my life. I mean, that's what road racing, especially in wet conditions, is all about. Running side by side, crossing each other over, making moves. I mean, that's I, I actually couldn't wait to get home and, and watch the replay of that because I was like, that had that had to have been some good racing. I was having a blast. And I, uh, I on, on the first break right there after those couple laps of hard racing, I keyed up and I said, you know, go make sure ask his spotter. If he's having as much fun as I am, because that was some incredible racing. And, uh, you know, Ty, Ty came up to me and we were laughing about it afterwards. I, you know, we both just had a blast doing it. And man, it was, it was really, really cool. I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed watching that on TV as much as I enjoyed driving it. So no animosity between you and Ty after the ARCA race. That certainly wasn't the case after the Xfinity race, but on Friday, competitors showed respect for each other. Not, not, no, I, everything was really smooth. You know, Ty and I have had a lot of good hard races. Ty's obviously developed a ton as a driver. I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job this year. He's, he's the guy for us to beat every week when he's in the car. That whole Gibbs crew over there has just done an amazing job. Um, and, and they're, they're ones that we're chasing. So to get out to race him like we did, and it, it makes a lot of fun for me. And, you know, knowing that, that he'll race me with that kind of respect. And hopefully he's known that I'll race him with that kind of respect. We race each other hard, but, but cleanly there in that situation, that just leads to, to more going forward, you know, more confidence racing each other, more trust. Um, I've been around Ty a lot. He's come and run some of the Trans Am TA2 races with the Mike Cope racing team. 
um, the team that I coach for there. And, and so we've gotten to know each other pretty well. And I've usually worked with him a little bit on the road course side of things. So to, to race against a protege like that and to, uh, you know, I, I won't lie, coming out on top is, is you know, I get, I get a good good feeling about that. And, uh, you know, I was proud of that one coming out on top of it. But, man, it was it was cool. No no hard feelings at all. It It's interesting to me. Venturini Motorsports has been so dominant in the ARCA series over the years. Is it I would think it's good and I would think you as a driver would think it's good that now seeing the rise of Joe Gibbs racing in the ARCA series is great for competition. Yeah, I, I it is. And, and, you know, you, you look at it, you look at it two ways. I think, I mean, you look at what they've done this year, they've been the dominant team. Uh, you know, I don't know how many races they've won, but obviously they're good. Uh, the guys over on that car are, are really, really good. Um, it's, it's frustrating to, to not beat them. It's frustrating to get outrun by them week in and week out. But at the same time, you've got to have that kind of competition to get better. You know, if, if Venturini was just out winning every single race, obviously we're always trying to get our cars better, but right now, I mean, we're thrashing a little bit extra hard to figure out what, what are we missing? Why are we so far behind them? And it's easy for people to say, well, it's a cup affiliated team. You know, they've got a big budget or this and that. Well, Venturini's got a ton of resources. You know, we're, we're a Toyota back team. Obviously we've shown that we're capable of running, running with them and running, as good as anyone in that series the last couple of years, we've just kind of gotten caught off guard with the rules changes this year, I think. And, and, and we're having to play a little bit of catch up there. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got to have someone to chase. We've got someone to chase with them and, and frankly, the 23 car right now, they've done a really, really nice job. Um, and we, we've, we've just got to keep getting ourselves better to get at that level. So that one day, if they're there or not, that Venturini Motorsports is at that, that peak where they can win every race they go to. Michael Self, your ARCA Series winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation on the road course at Daytona International Speedway. And there are golfers out there that, yes, they want to win the Masters, but some of them that call themselves true golfers and appreciation of golf courses, they they appreciate tougher courses, meaning when they win on a tougher course than, say, Augusta, they can really grasp their game. Can that be said for you too at Daytona International Speedway? The road course is a tougher race than that oval, or am I just trying to start something here? Yeah, that's so. That's, that's a, a little bit of a tough one to answer because for me, that's that's where I want to go. Road racing is my background. You know, I, I love going to the road courses no matter where it is, and I look at all road courses as different. You know, if we were at if we were at Watkins Glen, like was originally scheduled this weekend, that's a very fast kind of drive, similar to an oval in a way, um, place where where guys that aren't road course ringers can come and and make a little bit more of it just by driving aggressive. Um, Daytona, the road course, is a technical track. I think more so than people give it credit for. I think you saw that in the Xfinity race today with the amount of cautions, the amount of wrecks that there were, just how how difficult it can be. Um, so for me, it's Daytona is a track that I know really well from my years of coaching and from being down there. Um, it doesn't, it's not a track that I have a lot of experience, uh, at firsthand. I've just always gone down and coached from outside of the car. Um, so for me, I, you know, I look at it as just another road course. And when I compare it to an oval, I look at intermediates versus short tracks. And as I've said before, you know, short tracks aren't necessarily my favorite. It's, I, I don't find that I'm quite as good at short tracks as I am at the bigger tracks. And I, I don't like the style of racing as much. I like the faster, 
use less brake, focus more on, on, you know, corner exit speed and straightaway speed type stuff, the intermediate tracks bring. And I compare that type of racing to road course racing, straightaway speed, getting off the corners, being the first guy back to full throttle. Um, so when you look at it from a, a difficulty standpoint between an oval or a road course, you know, I can kind of categorize things and, and group them together and separate it and say, well, I, you know, I don't think that the road course is, it's not difficult for me because I've got so much experience on road courses. You know, I just group it with, with the different styles of oval racing. Hopefully that makes sense. It yeah. does. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly does. And that's why I asked you that question. Cause I didn't know where you were going to go with it, but it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think you'd see some guys that I, I saw a lot of it yesterday, guys that just don't have any road course experience. And it's really intimidating because, you know, what do we do? And, and that's so bizarre to me because it's so natural because I grew up <laughs> karting and I've done so much road racing. Road racing is frankly still more natural to me than oval racing is um, just because I've got so much experience with it. So I think I think that answer would be varied greatly throughout the garage. But then again, you can go through the garage and go, hey, client, hey, client, hey, client, need some help on yeah, here. Yeah, no, I, I've been really fortunate. Um, like I said, I, I stuck with the, the Trans Am TA2 series, um, which is a series that I've really, really come to enjoy the last couple of years. The racing they put on is excellent. They go to some of the best road courses in the United States. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to get a handful of clients that run over there full time and some that run part time. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's important for me to, to understand, you know, the guys that that need help and, and that may be looking for, for coaching in the future, but then to go out and to win and prove, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not just a coach. I can go out and back up what I'm telling people to do. That's, that's really important from the business side of it for what I'm trying to do. Michael self, this is fun, man. Let's get you another win before the season's over with buddy. <laughs> Trust me, man. I, I am trying. I mean, believe me, we're trying everything that we can right now. We'll, we'll keep going. We gotta, we gotta work on this road course program a little bit. But we've got some tracks here in the last six or seven races that we've won at before. That we've, we've always had good cars at. Venturini's always had good cars at. We just gotta wrap our head around things and, um, you know, whether mo- the momentum from a road course win will transfer to an oval or not. We've got to figure out a way to make it transfer and uh, and go do the best job that we can. Bam. Michael, thanks for doing this, bud. No problem, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on as always. Awesome. Thank you. Sweet. We've met some legends in the past 20 years of Freak. One of the largest, though, track announcer Bruce Flanders, the voice of the Long Beach Grand Prix for 40-plus years. Bruce died this week, a respiratory ailment. He died at home. He was 74. Bruce and his silky baritone voice made a race fun for fans, and I promise he took his craft seriously, but not himself. The one thing I won't ever forget, though, is some Freak fun at the Long Beach Grand Prix. We had a promotion involving Boris Said and a rickshaw on Shoreline Drive. He let us know to be ready by announcing to the throng top fuel rickshaw to staging lane three still brings a smile i've been in many booths with bruce even shared a shot of rye or two with him bruce was special a vietnam vet speedway bike rider and announcer who made me a speedway bike fan google bruce flanders he was so good that fans stayed away when he wasn't on the mic next time you hear thunder in the sky smile bruce is calling something peace Motorsports Radio, redefined.
Freak Nation, you miss any of this show, do yourself a favor and go to speedfreaks.tv. We'll have the full show up there for you tomorrow morning. Marco Andretti was here in the Freak Nation. Don't believe me? Well, check out the website, speedfreaks.tv. You follow us on Facebook and Twitter, right? Thank you. Instagram. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil and Slick Mist Detailing Kit. Lucas Oil Slick Mist Detailing Kit. It's a complete car detailing package with all your favorite Slick Mist products. Products, that is. Each kit contains interior detailer, tire and trim shine, speed wax. Gives that car a showroom-ready shine, babe. Additionally, you got yourself a microfiber towel and a no-mess tire and trim applicator for a spotless finish. Check it out at lucasoil.com. And if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see that Mario Andretti, 45 minutes with the greatest. Uh, recently, we spent some good time with him. You go to our YouTube page. It's up there for you. And we'll have it up on our Facebook page tomorrow. As we celebrate Marco Andretti, grabbing him the pole crasher for the 104th running of the Indy 500. 33 years since Grandpa did it himself, 1987. That's insane to me. How does Michael Andretti, stat man, crash? How did how does he never get the pole? Yeah, that's, I know, that's just another, again, it's the Andretti curse in the month of May. Michael Andretti, I believe if he's not the lap leader at Indianapolis, he is at least in the top three. And that's saying something of 104 years of a race <laughs> and the guy never won it. It's just, yeah, the Andretti curse is real. Is there something bigger than that in, in motorsports stat that you have such a legendary name <laughs> And Michael Andretti, with all those race wins and all those laps led at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, does not have himself a win. Well, yeah, up until a couple of years, up until a couple of years ago, Ron Caps, one of the top drivers in yeah. drag racing mm-hmm. history, had never won a championship. So, yeah, there's been, there've been those kind of droughts and crazy things that have that have happened. And uh, I'm sure, if I thought some more. There'd be some other Dale Earnhardt senior senior had won numerous times at Daytona, whether it was the road course with the IMSA series or the July summer race at Daytona. But he, he just, it took him what, 18 years to win the Daytona 500. So yeah, there there's, there's curses out there. They are real. I'd be curious to see. It's, it's still out there. Don't you go driving like Mario. Who do you think you are? And ready? <laughs> it's it's still there. And you look at that interview stat, man, that we did with Mario, 45 minutes with Mario, and you just would not know that that cat's in his 80s. No. No. Yeah, if you stay if you stay busy, I mean, you know, and he stays busy. He stays involved in his son's team, you know, he might be in the background. But uh, just like Marco said, that that's his life, and uh, he's always involved in young people doing young things. Plus, he drives the the uh, media car, the two seater, so he's in, he's involved in uh, racing every weekend, or every weekend there's a race. <laughs> and really, what he's meant, Crasher, to Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the series to to be such a vocal person in the series and at one time speak his mind bottom line speak his mind and when it came to bringing cart and indycar back together as one as they should be as they are now yeah he wasn't afraid to say some things that rattled a few 
Yeah. Mario Andretti, his grandson, Marco Andretti. Just a different dude this year. And if you heard the interview, you get why. That that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. I did not realize he was talking to one of those people. That makes some things make sense now. From Jackass fame, as we celebrate 20 years of Freaking Flashback with Steve-O. Coming up next. complete engine treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Jeans for dudes. Dick Pope. We suck again. Dick Pope. <laughs> Robert Sarver was the CEO of a company called Mountain Bear. Hey. Tiger Woods. I don't know. Who, I know who that is. It's, uh, it's Tiger. Hey, guy, come on. <laughs> 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 Igor Kokoschkov. Oh, my, my Igor Kokoschkov has one of the best German dubstep albums from the late 80s I've ever heard. I ask God. Here comes the butt. Listen to me. Listen, A white girl with a big booty. Oh, my God. Of the Kingsbury clan. Of course we know Cliff. <laughs> yeah. They meet the mayonnaise, right? Out of the goat's milk. Time for freaking funny. It's time for the freaking funny. That's what I'm saying. Right, uh-huh. I am a freak and proud to be so. Let's go. We were talking about this, Steve-O, prior to you coming in here, about violence at sporting events. Whether there was a, there, exactly, there was a yeah, violence at sporting events and how some people take it into their hand, into their own hands to try and stop the violence. Have you been in, have you seen violence? at any of the games that you've been a part of in the last 10 years or so that you've seen? Um, not really. I can't say that I have. I saw some violence yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Arizona? No, not in Arizona. I, I uh, flew last night. Yesterday we, were, we filmed a thing um, in uh, Hollywood, right, right around the corner from Hollywood Boulevard. I laid down with a, a, a blanket and a, a pillow, a big bag of recyclable bottles, um, you know, like I stuck my head in a, in a, in a suitcase and so no one could recognize who I was. And then when there were a bunch of people coming around the corner, my buddies came over and started kicking the crap out of me. You know, I could get out of here, get out. You think it's okay, man, get out of here. Kicking the head. There, there, there was some, uh, some, some, some pretty intensely violent, uh, reactions to that. Stop. He's a human being. He like, no, no. try to, try to, uh, to intervene and, and actually right. beat, beat up the, my attackers, which was good. It was a little social experiment. And, and we found that, uh, that people are willing to, to help their fellow man. It was heartwarming. Were the attackers where the alleged attackers wearing Raiders jerseys? They, they were not No, And, uh, it was all they're, they're my buddies. It was all in good fun. Um, but <laughs> the yeah, experiment worked. It, it, it did work. I was surprised how well it worked, really. But uh, that's what I'm so excited about right now. Is I just launched my my YouTube channel. Uh, oh, eighty bar the door. Three three. I mean, it's so exciting. Three days ago, and I've I've already cracked a quarter million subscribers. Damn. What? That, that's subscribers. Yeah, my first video has over nine hundred thousand views. Dude. In the in in less than three days. Steve-O joins the freaks of Fox Sports <laughs> nine ten. Are you still part of Jackass? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on how you look at that. I mean, I don't know that there's really jackass to be a part of at this point, but yeah. Um, if you're asking about, am I part of jackass presents bad grandpa? That's a different deal. That's a movie that comes out next month. And, uh, it didn't, Knox was the only one in it. It's, it's not really a jackass movie. It's, it's got a narrative. It's, uh, right. um, and he's the only one of us that appears in it. And he only appears in it in old man makeup. Um, is there going to be more jackass after that? I really don't know. You can never rule it out. 
Because whenever we've said there won't be, there always was. Well, so is there a time uh, where you just kind of get over it? You're like, you know, oh, we no, do it, it's run its course. No, no, okay. not at all. I, I, I love that stuff. So I, never I too it. much. And 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 I, I probably shouldn't say what I'm going to do here in Tempe, but why dude, not? Yeah. Come on, go. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but I will, I, will, I will be. I will be filming in in Tempe. Why did I say that? <laughs> Because you want people to rescue you when you get your ass kicked again, but yeah, but it's a different thing. <laughs> oh, Steve-O joins the freaks. All the drugness aside, how close have you come to losing your life through all the madness tricks that oh, you've it's, done? Uh, it's impossible to say. Um, you know, I should say it's impossible to determine what's been more dangerous, my personal life or my professional life, because uh, there's been some, there's been some pretty near death nonsense on both sides of that. Um, I'd say. Uh, you know, the most dangerous thing, um, anything involving big cats, you know, like lions and tigers, bears. Oh, my. <laughs> um, venomous reptiles. There's just been so much of all of it. The, 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 and, you know, we, we could have died at, at any time. Um, then uh, after that, like, I think that the, the most ill-advised ones that I've done, um, I had my buddy strangle me unconscious. You know, you can choke someone out and they fall to the ground unconscious, twitching. Well, we did that five times in a row. Whoa. <laughs> to me, I, I, I was I was strangled unconscious five times in a row. And no sex followed it up because allegedly that is supposed to be very good pre-sex. Oh, is it? Oh, well. Just saying. Uh, I guess I, I guess I really dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been another video. But yeah, if you look it up on YouTube, that's an old YouTube video, and I didn't even put it up. But uh, if you if you if you search Stevo chokes <laughs> oh, no. on YouTube, no. you can see me get strangled unconscious uh, five times around. While you're at it, put YouTube.com/slash Stevo right. and uh, subscribe to the new channel and check out my first video, the one I told you that got nine hundred thousand views right. in in less than three days, is uh, so much fun. <laughs> Um, I want to be careful how I say this on the radio. I took a prophylactic, right? I can say that, yeah. a condom, and I poured into it some uh, creamy white liquid fabric softener. <laughs> and I was walking around Hollywood, and when people came up to me and said, oh, hey, Steve, let me get a picture. I said, oh, yeah, sure. And check this out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wow. Here, hold this, man. <laughs> hold it. Sucks. I, like, it's incredible. You would think that people would want nothing to do with that, but like, you know, a lot of people were like, there were many different reactions, you know, <laughs> unbelievable. Like you would just, you could never ever predict what, like how that would play out, and uh, oh, that's why it's no. just a, a total. Oh my like, condom. Yeah, total viral hit. And then my second video is um, a little Wild Boys reunion where Chris Pontius breaks a legitimate beer bottle over my head, um, which, you know, requires some serious tough love. <laughs> you, know, you can't be a nice guy when you're trying to break a beer bottle over someone's head because if you hold back, that's when you hurt them more. You got to really follow through. And uh, and so, so I asked Pontius if he could do that. You think he could break a beer bottle? He said, I have a 100% success rate. I'll be happy to do it for you. <laughs> so that was my second video, that little bar trick I did with the beer bottles. And then I give it to Pontius and boom. And then my third video I put up is uh, I've been sitting on this footage for a while. Oh, yeah. I had I had the, the 50 cent 
Yeah, like the the world's greatest rapper, Fifty Cent, shoved me down two flights of cement stairs in a bellhop cart three oh. three times in a row. And I don't know who is I don't know who's crazier for doing that, Fifty Cent or me, because you know, like that guy's got a lot of money, you know. Yeah. And he was like putting he was like the the odds of me not getting hurt, I think, were uh, a lot lower than me uh, walking away, you know. But uh, <laughs> why did it take so long for you to get your own YouTube channel? Because you're right. People have been putting up your stuff forever. Now, I, finally, you can monetize off of it. You, you know, uh, um, I, I, a lot of my stuff is going to be age restricted. The one with 900,000 views is even age restricted, which is funny because you what, get is that less... the condom one. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't know why they'd be. How do you touch. restrict I, the I age try, on it? Just trying to promote safe sex. Exactly. You know? It's like, you know, like a, here's a, up. a positive public service announcement to promote safe sex. You know, oh, we can't have kids see that. But teach them how to break beer bottles all over their heads <laughs> all day long. That's, That's true. I love Violence music. versus sex right. on TV is always so wrong. I know. America it's, has had that backwards for decades. We get nailed yeah. for showing yeah. an areola, but you can see guys' freaking faces being blown off. Right. <laughs> right. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? But but to answer your question, why did I wait so long to put up a YouTube channel? You know, I don't know. I've been uh, working on different projects. I've, I've been uh, immersed in this stand-up comedy tour. Cool. It's really exciting. I mean, Tempe and Phoenix are pretty close. Right? <laughs> I've been to Phoenix um, to stand-up live in Phoenix. I've been there twice in the and guess it – Twice in the last couple of years, okay. and uh, and and he, now now I'm back here at the Tempe Improv, and the good news is that for anybody who came to see me at Stand Up Live when I was here before, I have all kinds of new stuff for you to come check out. You know, the, the last show I'm going to say was great. This show is way better, and and uh, you know, there's there's some of the same stuff, but a bunch of new stuff too. That's how, awesome. How how do you go from your drug filled days to your jackass days to Oh, stars. A stand-up comedian. <laughs> right. how, how the hell does that happen? Let, let's be careful. The the drug filled days to the jackass days. There's not. A, oh. There's a little overlap there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to, to be a stand-up comedian, I guess the answer to that is that I'm a. I've always been an attention whore through and through. So uh, you know, whatever it is that, that gets people looking at me is is great. And how I actually got into stand-up. Um, it was, it was unintentional. It, it was set over seven years ago. Uh, some guy asked me, asked me to come to a comedy club on a certain night and quote, get on stage and do a crazy stunt. And I agreed to do it. I showed up, uh, I, I walked in this comedy club and looked around and I could not think of anything crazier than me trying stand up. <laughs> so I was just like, and I was terrified. I was like, Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And while I waited for my turn to get on stage, I was just thinking of stuff I could say. And sure enough, I got on stage for just a few minutes and I got some real laughs. And, and right then I knew, oh, man, this is something I'm going to pursue. And that was over seven years ago now. Jeez. And uh, I'm, Ooh. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a bona fide funny man. <laughs> What, so what's what's tougher, having an alligator bite your scrotum or standing up in front of 200 people? Never had an alligator bite my scrotum, um, but uh, my, my butt cheeks, yeah. yeah. They, you know, we thought they were going to be calling me old half-ass one. <laughs> so which is tougher, having an alligator bite your uh, ass? Or? Well, it depends. Um, I'm really comfortable with the stand-up now, you know, and, and getting up in front of people has is, is always been kind of a pleasure for me. But uh, but initially, when I wasn't, you know, when when I was really new to it, and 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 when I when 
I just like wrote my first set and I felt like, oh, am I going to remember? What if I forget one line? It's all going to collapse because it's sequential. <laughs> and they're just the, the, the nervousness of it. Yeah, I mean, it's a different sensation. But uh, I could say that the stand-up initially was way more nerve-wracking than, uh, you know, having Wee Man shoot a BB through my nipple. <laughs> 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 Before you get out of here, talking about your stand-up now that you've been doing for years, is it personal experiences? Oh, you bet. If I that makes that, the that, best that's story. what sets me apart, I think. I mean, I don't know. Like uh I, I just have really I mean like integrity issues. I feel like if uh Whoa, like, what did you just use? Integrity, integrity issues. Yeah, and and, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'll qualify that. Like I feel like if for example, if I go and stage something, if I go and pretend something's real and and, and fake it, then everything I've ever done is going to come into question. You know, like uh, if I get busted That's a very good point, you know, and so like I'm and I, and I tell this to people a lot, you know, um you're like I was saying this to a guy the other day, you're a gnarly guy, you know, dude, you don't have to fake anything. Like just be as gnarly as you are because if 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 you get busted faking something, all of a sudden you're not even as gnarly as you are. You're just a dude to fake stuff, you know. And uh so I and I kind of apply that same mentality to my stand-up when I tell a story. You can best believe that it's true. I might take the, you know minor liberties with exaggerating, but hardly, you know, like say like when the transvestite orally pleased me, it happened. <laughs> you know, and, so hangover and what, too. Set, what really sets me apart, I think, is that I'm just shameless enough to go ahead and tell you things that nobody in their right mind would ever share. You know, I'm I'm an overshare. <laughs> you know? We had Jay Moore sit in that seat for a segment. He's a great friend of mine, and he basically said the same thing. I can't BS my audience. Sure. Because the, people the, don't appreciate yeah. being lied to. I certainly don't. They see right through it. I remember uh, the, for the one of the first times, you know, over seven years ago, around seven years ago uh, at the Laugh Factory. And um, John Lovitz was on stage and doing this bit about how he, uh, you know, was intimate with Madonna and how he had, uh, I should say, kissed her in, in, in a private area. And, you know, I was just like, man, you know, as nobody appreciates being lied to, man. And so I, I was so excited to get on stage after him and say, ah, John Love is just open for me. <laughs> and because uh, it was one of the laugh factors where everybody, you know, and uh, and then get on there and say, good news, guys, I'm not going to lie to you at all. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Another thing that, that, that I think sets me apart is safe to say that I'll never do a show without uh, announcing to the crowd before I walk off stage that now I will, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to do anything until I've taken a photo with every single one of you guys that wants one. Whoa. And uh, so I hang out and there's always people that want like to show me something or ask me something. And I, everybody gets their chance. Um, I, got, you, I got a whole system down. Steve-O, are you sober? Are you sober yeah, now? it's been I mean, five and a half years. Congratulations. Yeah. That's, it's a yeah, fist pump on radio. That's badass. It's a fist you know, pump on radio. I, I, I always say that uh, – it's 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 kind of you know it's congratulating an alcoholic for not drinking is sort of like cheering on a cheering for a cowboy with hemorrhoids for staying off a horse, <laughs> like or, or for like somebody with diabetes for not eating sugar. You know, you just can't. It's not a good idea for me to drink. Steve, hey, thanks for rolling yeah, in for here, sure. man. Thank you guys. <laughs> Follow that up, Freak Nation. He did this week. Yeah. I mean, clearly that was a, an old interview that we decided to run in honor of what Steve-O did this week, which was Thursday, I believe, duct taping himself to a <laughs> billboard in West Los Angeles. Hey, it worked. It was promotion at its finest. Hey, and he did, he did rent the billboard. 
So he leased it, he paid for it, and then duct taped himself to get more attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Statman. Stat, I, I just see the visual Statman right now right? trying to sneak out the door. <laughs> Slowly I turn. <laughs> oh, my Niagara goodness. Niagara Falls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how we roll, Frig Nation. 20 years. Top Fuel Rickshaw, staging lane three. Mm-hmm. This is greatness. If you miss Statman's scat, a unique individual who passed away this past week, Bruce Flanders. If you're a motorhead in Southern California, Long Beach Grand Prix fan, and many, many other areas of motorsports in Southern California, you know and can appreciate what he did. Statman scats up on up on speedfreaks.tv as well. Hey, man, we'll do it again next week, same time. Hopefully with your ND5. It's 2020. It's 2020. <laughs> Who knows what the hell's going to happen? I just hope we got us a damn winner next week. Shoot the juice to the moose. It's that, man. Cut it loose. Zip. They keep it secret.